Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Marketing Meanders with, with Sally and Sam. And we are here again today in, uh, well, I, I, I'm, I've been taken off to an area of the house where uh, it's quieter with my, my children still homeschooling. But hopefully today is the day of the roadmap, uh, which we've all been waiting for here in the UK um, around uh, when, when we'll be able to get back towards more, more normality, should we say, and having children back at school and things like that. So, so we are, we're on the way. So it's good. And Sally and I have been discussing the joys of spring and, and how it's starting to get warm here now in, in the wilds of Oxfordshire and uh, things are getting, are getting nicer. So we thought, well, why not talk about content? You know, I mean, a natural segue there, as you can say, tell uh, to uh, the joys of, of sharing content and creating content for our audiences yep. in, in marketing. And, uh, and, and we, yeah, we thought we'd have a meander around that today and, and talking about uh, how you should have a content strategy, what a content strategy actually is, um, and then how you can match uh, the types of content that your audience requires to, to a, a, a customer journey, which will uh, hopefully result in you um, getting uh, conversions and, well, leads originally and then conversions to your customers. And get some money, exactly. So how does content turn into money? Because it's one of those things, isn't it? I thought I'd sort of start off with a kind of a, almost like a question uh, kind of topic raiser to you, Sally, about content saying, well, you know, it's one of those things that everyone talks about, particularly in B2B uh, marketing, of course, um, probably more so than B2C, but still still in, in that, that domain mm -hmm. as well. But why do we all go crazy about content and why do we all say we need it? And then do we really know how to use it? Do you think we really do or do we just sort of I think that's right? I mean, the thing about content is that it's, it's such a huge thing. It's not just one thing. It's not just oh, content is a really nice image or an infographic. That's not the answer. I, I made a list earlier of potential content types. So and there's quite a lot of them. So I'm going to read them out because. All of these are valid, but it just shows that content isn't just one thing you can just plug, switch on and off you go. So here's a list. Video. And that could be a video about your product or it could be a how to video or it could be a chat piece or it could be a conversation as Sam and I now are doing. So that, that just the video isn't enough. And then you might have an infographic. That's very nice. You might have white papers and then you might gate those white papers. So you get added value from people being able to read them. And white papers may be short, long, sectional, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more complex there. Um, you might have webinars which um, come and go with popularity, but they're, they're definitely there. And you can have pre-recorded webinars that are always on, or you can have a live webinar, or you can have a webinar which has got nobody at it, um, but you can make questions, or nobody live at it, but people can type questions, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all loads of difference there. Blog pieces, which we're all used to. And are we going to do long blog pieces, short blog pieces? What does that mean? Is it a post on LinkedIn or are you going to publish on LinkedIn? What's the difference between that? These are types of content. Um, case studies and what's the difference between a case study and a testimonial? Are they, you know, I know one comes from the audience and one doesn't, but they're very, very linked. You ought to do both. Um, reviews, other people's reviews. Is that like a testimonial? Should they be linked to a testimonial? But that's content. And then, of course, there's just social chit chat. Those things that will have those conversations that are happening, which might well come from your content, but they are a part, a type of content. So you've posted a blog post on um, linked it to LinkedIn and then all of a sudden there'll be a huge conversation coming from that. And you need to keep an eye on it because that in itself is content. So content is not just one thing. You can't go, oh, yeah, well, I'll do some content today. 
because you're probably doing content all the time. Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know, I mean, as as you were describing that list, I, I, I suddenly had a bit of a flashback, actually, because I was thinking about sort of these days, the, the proliferation of, of content and defining what it is and what your what your what your content is and who owns it and, and then how you use it. And there's almost like, because there are so many different forms, you can either say, well, well you know, um, we, we end up creating vast amounts. Oh, oh, I think we've, we've lost Sally. Oh, my goodness. She's back in. She's, uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> we lost Sally. For, this is fantastic. It's the first time it's ever happened. But uh, don't worry, that was very quick. It was out and in again. Um, <laughs> we're back on on board now. Um, but uh, yeah, I was saying about a flashback to a time when content was more physical uh, content. So I was even thinking about some of my earlier days where, you know, we, we were doing, you know, a marketing campaign, which is going to be an advert, a, a published advert in, 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 in a magazine. Uh, or, or a mailer, et cetera. And you think, well, the content there is going to be immediately, you think, well, that's going to be a lot of hard work. So it's going to be, we need to produce an article or a big paper or, or, or whatever it might be. So it's going to be a lot of commissioning and putting together and we produce it and then we mail it out to people and say, here's your piece of content. Here's your interesting yep. articles about this subject. Um, and immediately you think, well, that's a lot of time and investment and, and thought and consideration going into this thing which you think your audience is going to find helpful and interesting which will then build your brand with them build the awareness of your products and therefore people go hey you know let's talk about these guys they're great they're good let's visit their their shop and buy stuff from them because they know what they're talking about and effectively is that sort of original seed isn't it isn't it of an idea of content yeah that then drives everything else but I don't know it's almost like these days you feel that it might be that because there are so many different types of content people can get a they either go maybe perhaps to one extreme or the other they go right well let's do let's do everything let's do videos let's do webinars let's do white papers let's do blogs and you go great and it's like a splurge effect and it yeah. doesn't really have that at the center of it again what's the no. customer going to find interesting and useful and and does it have any logical path you know to that's exactly use right. it? and you need to really do some um, thinking about what your audience is, who your audience is, and are they genuinely going to be interested in this? If you think about our handbag company, um, I don't know how much our audience would necessarily be interested in exactly how to skin a calf to get the to get the right kind of leather. I'm not sure that's going to be the right kind of content. I mean, it's content, and we could probably put out films about it and videos and interview calf, I mean, leather producers, but probably people don't want to pick up their lovely very expensive handbag and go oh now I know it was once a dead thing and you had to get all the fur off that mm. you know it's so you have to think about what your audience is going to want more than anything else you've got to think about what your audience is going to want yeah exactly I mean that, that that's a really fascinating one actually that I mean gosh that makes me lead into all other sort of area, even ethical areas around you know about leather production all the rest of it but you say <laughs> that's the slight that's the unpleasant part isn't it behind you know but also behind having your, you know, your uh, your, your Sunday um, roast with your, your with your lamb, your beautiful lamb dish or something, you think, oh yes, but what was this lamb originally, or was it? I mean, okay, you know, let's not go into the vegan, vegetarian, meat eaters debate and everything. But anyway, back to the idea of the handbags, at least. I mean, but then a piece of content around the master um, leather selector, the person who goes out to I don't know to Italy, or something to this, be this beautiful place, and they go and they go and they 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 smell the different types of leather, and if it's got the right smell, 
then they they import it and bring it back and then our master craftsmen and women sort of work on this and you know they've got 15 20 years of experience to get to this point of you know skill uh to to, yeah. to then put the buttons into the bag and and all that sort of stuff and they they we build them in this beautiful orchard somewhere which is on the back of an old farm in an estate somewhere in the Cotswolds and that's the lovely sort of that's yeah, the brand that's the that's nice the, the nice sort of oh yes oh gosh I'm buying a piece of this, you know, and that's my content connection, isn't it? You know, uh, yeah. between between the process and, and, and the product and, and the aspiration, the identification, I want to have my own personality, et cetera. So as you say, but that's really playing to the the audience, isn't it? With with that, whereas, yeah, sometimes people sort of go, you know, let, let's, you know, the beginning of a marketing process, let, let's, we, we need to have content. And it's just the word. And I remember I had a I had a meeting with a client, uh, a few clients of mine, uh, a couple of years ago. It was, and I, and I, I did, I did a bit of the marketers thing, and, and we were in a meeting, planning meeting about what our strategy was for launching this this new product. And I said, uh, well, yeah, so we, you know, what, um, what I have in mind is, you know, we would produce a content strategy campaign, and then someone just did this very good thing and bring it down to earth and saying, so what do you mean by content? Yeah, uh, and then instead of leaping into me sort of saying, oh, well, I just mean, you know, I mean, I use the examples, you know, very much like, well, it could be this, this or this, but it was more sort of, well, it's, you know, this is the, the, not so much the what, but the, the why. So it went into all yeah. the why of it and saying, well, this is what, this is what we need in terms of context. We need to explain because it's quite a complex thing we're selling here and it, it, it's a high price point and we need to help the audience a bit by explaining yeah. what it is. And, and as, as we're going to come to, I know, um, explain at different parts of the journey the customer journey not just saying here's really in-depth stuff right at the beginning of your customer journey which you'll obviously leap into because you know nothing about us or our product but we're expecting you're going to read all this more of the here's the gentler content which draws you in yeah. then you put together your own business case to then buy the product and then justify da, 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 and go down, further down the road but um but yeah someone just said well what's content you know uh, we, we haven't yeah. done that before i said well yes but you have loads of content. You you produce all these things all the time, but they're for a different purpose. But there's, there's there are multiple purposes, and marketing can utilize yeah. your uh, content you've already produced just in a different formats. Yeah, that's a really good point. You don't have to think of content as this thing that lives in its own little private bubble. It, effectively, businesses are producing content all the time everywhere. You just have to maybe take a photograph of it or write it down or record someone saying it. And they're probably there doing it anyway. They just haven't recorded it before or used it in a way that you can message it. So I, mean, I think the thing about content is that you've got to recognise that it's not you have to put some work into it and you will have to think about it. But what you're actually doing is picking the content out of your business and then weaving it into your plan and your strategy. You mustn't think of it as a whole separate thing that happens over here, separate from everything else. It's got to be absolutely embedded in any kind of plan you've got. So if you're doing a whole plan about um, how it's spring and the best thing about um handbags at springtime is that you can put flowers and our handbags are waterproof so you can go out for a walk and put pebbles or flowers in it and it won't spoil your handbag that you foraged from the wood side that you're going for a walk in and that's very terrific and you can do a whole content and but you can then write a content piece about the value of foraging and how important it is to be able to get flowers out of you know woods without destroying bluebell the forests etc and then just tap into the fact that that's good for your handbags but don't feel it's got to be something separate from other plans and then don't go away and run a campaign that says something completely different like um 
our handbags are marvelous, but don't forget they're very fine leather and not waterproof. So, you know, you've you just got to make sure that you're saying the same thing on both sides of your marketing um, campaign form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As you say, I mean, and then really, you you know, you're seeing content as it's an intrinsic part of, of the whole plan. And it, it's really because, again, as we've alluded to, I mean, good quality content, because there's another question about quality and quantity, isn't there, with content? Yeah. But it's more around yeah, defining what it is and then that actually it, it, it should all play a part in constructing your, your brand, your message, your, your, proposition your proposition to your audience, audiences, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, so I mean, if someone's starting out and saying, okay, well, yeah, I, I can produce that of stuff and I might, I don't know, might start a, a vlog diary or something, you know, if you're the individual uh, master uh, craft person producing the bags and you're a one, one, one band, one person band and you go, okay, well, I'm going to do this and, and, uh, and, and this, this is how I do it and, and I'm just going to show people, just going to share with people how I do this. I'm already doing that and selling five handbags a month and then i'm going to carry on and i'm going to sh show people what's behind it you know my, my uh, personal motivation my philosophy etc yeah but that that is so completely bound up with what you're trying to sell isn't it you're trying to sell this sort of this personal uh, passion for yeah. the product which you hope other people will share with you know but it, it's nothing terribly um it, it's, it's not an other thing as you say it's something that's bound up with what you're already doing and if you're saying well yes I'm, what i'm doing is i'm using um I don't know, perhaps it's Facebook, perhaps um, it's Twitter, whatever it might be, perhaps it's just YouTube, you know, you say, this is, this is where I actually sell this stuff, you know, and this, yep. is, this is my strategy here to draw people to the site, to identify and get to explore what the bags are and what they can do for you and your lifestyle you'll get from them. Um, and then I help to, to build that. So you're sort of, you're, you're connecting it, but you're, there's always that content for a purpose, isn't there? Because otherwise, yeah, you can spend a huge amount of time and money producing something that 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 is uh beautiful perhaps but it's it's it almost again you see it like pathways isn't it it's like it's beautiful stuff and it's leading people off into the distance uh, beyond that crest of that hill which is not the till and <laughs> thinking, so that's lovely there uh, again like the shop example like we said with like dave haywood yep. the, the sort of the the shop window you, you've encouraged people in and then they follow this lovely this lovely sort of path away from your front door, away from the till. Perhaps they got they got got over the threshold, and then you take them down this long alleyway, which is really exciting, and, and they're beguiled by this, and they disappear in, into the distance, into the cellar, and they yeah, never come you back. Never see them again. Yeah, <laughs> you sort of yep. think, oh, <laughs> and I because spent actually all that what time. you yes, that's right. Because actually, what you should be doing with your content is that. I mean, it's, you know, you've got to be thinking of your funnel and where your people are on their funnel. So at the very beginning, you need to intrigue them and make them think, oh, I'm not quite sure what this is, but that looks interesting. Or they're saying something interesting here. So that kind of beguiling bit at the top to make them think your purpose. And then they're kind of showing interest. And actually, then they might want to know about the person with the video going on, like, this is how I put the buttons into my leather handbags. And this is my work, my workshop. That's interesting. And then, then you're getting them really into the sales point where you need to answer their questions and be able to say, it, this is how it works. And this is how long it's going to last. And this is why it's so valuable because it's, and this is a unique color. Those th bits of content then come in. So you've got to kind of change your content depending on how far down your funnel your customers are. Mm. It's not all the same. It's not, we all love daffodils in our office. That's a very interesting piece of content. And it makes us feel very nice about the company, but probably it's not going to make a sale happen. I'm probably not going to go, yeah, I'll buy a handbag from them because they like daffodils. Yeah. 
exactly exactly because because then there's i mean there's a whole piece around the sort of the calls to action on content isn't there as well yeah. i mean around um i mean it actually comes up with my i'm going to publish it this week the uh my, my three dimensions of success which i remembered what i meant by it in marketing and the whole <laughs> the whole thing around you know sort of immediate tactical kind of this this piece of content is here for the you know this email campaign so the idea is this is a good excuse i quite often say to you about content this is a really good excuse to get in touch with people again uh but but it should be more than that of course it should be something that is genuinely going to be useful uh, helpful yeah. for people because i think that's the thing with content quite often you sort of think well this is good and it's it should be interesting because God, i'm going to about six things at once here but but one thing is conversations that often come up when you're in the middle of a marketing cycle and people say oh and we're doing this this piece of content's come up and it's related to the stuff we're doing, particularly when you're a large organization and someone says someone's just done a little research paper on this or I don't know, a new video or, or, or something that's come up and you go, the, the, the universe response is almost always, oh, well, that'll be useful. That'll be good. And, and so it's a very, you have a very sort of slightly blinded sort of positivity around content because you yeah. say, oh, well, that's something great. Let's use that because that's <laughs> new do. and different. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a novel thing. Let's get it in there. That's yeah. going to be useful. And then you go, I don't know, is that useful for me as a marketer or is it useful for my customers, you know, or my prospective customers? Yeah. Is it genuinely useful? Because I mean, the best content campaigns, the ones which are work on the three levels of my my success, hopefully, so that they, they, they do reinforce your brand, that they, they are useful from a an immediate uh, sort of lead generation perspective. And they also help close sales, hopefully, as well, you know, yep. but... but as you say, you've got to have define. You've got to understand why you're producing piece of content and where it comes in the funnel, what you're using exactly. it for. Yes, you hope yeah. that they all will, at some level, reinforce everything you're doing. But you, yeah, you can't have content stretch itself so much that it it, it does everything that you wanted to do. It's it's yeah. only ever going to really push one thing. So then, therefore, I think whenever someone produces content, you go, great, you fantastic. That that's a really interesting thing. Where does it come in the customer funnel? And what's therefore the telling thing is what's the call to action? Is it just we said to be able to give it to them and they go, great, thank you very much. Then nothing. Or is it you've got it and you're thinking, so what's the next practical step? What's the next thing I send them? What's the next thing I want them to do? Um, And you've got to ask that question, haven't you, really? Um, Yep. That's why you ne- you absolutely need to have a calendar. You need to have a content calendar. You can't just arbitrarily shove things out there just because it's content, because that way you kind of drown your customers in stuff. And they're just thinking, yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, that, that's interesting, too. And that's interesting. But I don't quite know what I'm, what I'm meant to be doing. Um, it's just too much. I'm not going to look anymore. So yeah. quantity is absolutely not the right thing to do. It's not just smother them with content does not help in any way. You're doing a just doing yourself a disservice you need to have a nice calendar and do exactly what you just said what's the next thing why do we want that is this going in the right direction so you really need a whole strategy you need to sit down beforehand and think about your content strategy what's it going to achieve what's it going to cost because it might be that you don't produce all the strategy i mean the content you might pay people to produce some of your content there are some very good content writers out there that it might be better and more effective to get someone else to do it for you. Mm. So how much is it going to cost you? When are you going to do it? And what results are you expecting to get? So how are you actually going to make it um, worthwhile? Are you expecting to get hundreds of leads from your content? Or are you just expecting to build your company profile and customer trust? What are you doing? What is What are you achieving from your content? And that's what the strategic benefit is going to be. And you've got to think about that 
early in the in your marketing process the very beginning really what is the purpose of your content mm, yeah exactly exactly and and, and, it, and it's also connected to that um big issue people have around you know the shelf life of, of things isn't it yeah so so you you know it's being created originally for a, des- a designated purpose and then clearly as we would say you know you test it and see well is it actually working in the way that we thought it would perhaps it's not perhaps it's actually something we find people are far happier to look at at a different stage of the, of the cycle so okay that's fine exactly right. Let, let's alternate and do that but also because yep. that's the other thing I find that, you know, in an organization, perhaps where content is rife, it's just all over the place and people are producing it left, right and center. And when because sometimes I think it's almost like when you start, you get the ball rolling with certain people and say, yeah, we need some content around this and that. We have nothing. And then they start <laughs> doing it. And then there's like this huge, you know, massive, uh, you know, cascade of content comes down. You're thinking, whoa, yep. whoa, 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 too much, too much. Let's just calm down. There's too much here. Because people sort of say, oh, no, but we need to refresh this and have a new version of this, a new version of that. And that's the thing people, the, the biggest thing people always seem to miss is that, you know, you have one thing that's performing well. And you think, well, that's great. It's doing really well. But we've got to have something new. And you go, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. But, 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 but it's, yeah, it's the hundredth time you've seen this. The first time a new customer's seen this. Because you know what? We've shared this with our existing pipeline of people who've now moved through the system and they've been discounted or they've become customers. And now we're, like we said, we wanted to in our plan, we're now uh, uh, accessing the North American market or something. And yeah. these guys have never seen this before and they seem to like it as well. So why are we doing, why are we producing something new when we don't need to, you know? This is exactly. actually you, you must remember that you're, you will have written some evergreen content that you can just keep using over and over again. Um, but you also must remember that all the content you write, you should be able to split up into smaller chunks um, combine with other bits so you have a you can make it a bigger chunk so never never think oh I've constantly got to produce more content because that's almost certainly not ch- true and a waste of your time and effort because you'll have written some great bits recycle them I mean it's it's so important I mean content of all the things that you do is probably the most recyclable thing you do mm, mm. yeah exactly exactly that's the thing isn't it because it, yeah it's so often you'll well they say first of all people won't realize they have uh content lying around uh and it's sort of got that mythical label of that's content that's marketing content and and then you say well that that's now we know what what it is and how we could use it but i mean putting it into that usable format and then as you say sort of understanding the combinations the um these guys used to say to me that the slicing and dicing of the turkey you know the sort of how how you can just take things and re as you say reuse them re re resort them uh and use in different ways um because it's something that, that, that if it's something that's actually is genuinely useful for the customer, because I think that's that's another thing with it. When when you get to this point of because um, you, you can potentially stray into producing stuff that, again, that internally is interesting. And and, uh, and, and again, I mean, I've done a big blog about this, about uh, in executive education, the whole thing of, um, you know, creating false, I would call it false interest, in inverted commas. Yeah. So it's stuff that's really interesting around a subject uh, particularly if you're working in academia things like that it's something that's going to be as i say interesting again in inverted commas and people go yeah that's 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 you know it's worth the read um and that's it you know so great yeah. you, you you'll you'll get wide acclaim and interest in something which obviously has its benefits but if you are specifically using that and, and banking on that to, to generate custom and it doesn't then it's not really so much of a surprise, but, but, but you might think it's going to do that. And, and it's actually just producing a lot of hot air almost in a way. 
Um, yeah, so, absolutely. so you need to be clear, don't you? Again, it's just being clear again, isn't it, about, about yep. producing something that, that's got, got a, a defined purpose and, and therefore uh, being used in the right format. Because formatting is, is a big thing, like you said right at the top, around, um, you know, how, how can you uh, utilise things? I mean, like, say, again, in my areas of, like, there's, re there's a piece of research or a report and actually be far more accessible if there was a, a 20 minute or half an hour webinar uh, or a Q and A session where yeah. you went into the the impacts of that research. So if our customers aren't interested in finding out all the minutiae of it, but they are interested in the top level or, or, or the, let's say the affirmation that, you know, if they learn from these guys at your institution that they are actually going to, they know what they talk, they're talking about yeah. and that's Absolutely. gonna rub off on you, but you don't need yeah. to know everything. You just need to know the so what factor, you know. Um, yeah, that's and right. Changes. That's important. So, I mean, I think you're right. The other thing is about the format. It's very tempting to think copy is written. That's the first place people start to go, oh, I'm going to have to write a blog. You think, no, not necessarily. There are loads of ways to do it. And actually, probably increasingly, I mean, I'm extremely old and this didn't exist when I was little, but um, video is probably the most important bit of content that you need to get your heads around. And, you know, Sam and I are sitting here in our houses with we've both got a little extra lighty thing going on so we don't look we're sepulchral but basically video is now incredibly easy to produce and we're just both talking into our laptops and it produces perfectly good video actually we've both got relatively good microphones but you know nothing special so you need to think about video and there's a really good um, fact I just found out just before I started that 90% of online customers said that watching a video is what made them buy the product. Because it's, it's a really um, close thing to do, because basically I'm letting you into my space and saying, I believe in this so much. Look, I'm letting you see my house and my pets, and I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you how to do this and how easy it is to make this widget work. And that's, and people go, oh, look, that's fantastic. And not only do I believe in the widget, but I really like that person and I trust them and I'm going to press buy. Mm. So video is such an important thing now. So you really need to go and find, get yourself confident in front of a video camera. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because I, I, I think it is that uh, accessibility almost, isn't it really? And, and, and interaction because again, it, it has that connection with, you know, you being genuine up front and as you say, inviting people in, like you would in a shop again, you know, you did the customer Absolutely. service, the, the non-invasive the non -invasive sort of one who's sort of face, oh, well, yeah, I'm just here, you need me, I'm here, smiley yeah. face, uh, and then you can talk to me and here we go, look at the product, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it, it is that thing, isn't it? And, and I remember working with academics back in the day when they, they'd never done any sort of outreach thing with video or, or yeah. webinar or anything like that. And sort of said, well, let's introduce something where they can actually talk and actually have answers <laughs> live from, from the audience, you know, so yeah, you actually absolutely. have that interaction. And obviously now it's very commonplace, of course, but 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 it is still that accessibility. And um, uh, and, and nowadays, the fact that so many people can do this, it's, it's an important thing. But, and again, it, com it comes back to that, you know, what, what you're doing by, by talking to people and hopefully then in an interactive way as well, you are, genuinely being helpful and useful because i think that's the thing because people are also i'm leaping into another thing here about gated content that's a big a big thing is it particularly in uh in my sort of uh exec ed sort of uh sphere yeah. around you know people are very happy to gate content <coughs> quite quickly and they're petrified about allowing stuff out there which people can just the general public can just look at and you don't know who they are and you can't trace them with cookies and all the rest of it it's like well 
the new way now actually is, is something that's useful, something that's interesting. And like with video, um, you're hoping you'll get a lot of people who are relevant watching it, but you're not necessarily going to know who they are. But at yeah. the right time, then perhaps the next interaction is when you get their details and understand that's who exactly they are. Right. That's why you need to gate things so that you can go back to these people and say, you watched this video, you must be interested. In fact, you can probably now tell that they watched all the way through it, not just the first 10 seconds. You watched all of this video, you must be interesting. Would you like us to contact you to help you make your decision? Mm, yeah, exactly. Because that, because then, and then you're, because then that's perhaps where another piece of useful content comes in. When you say, well, yes, you, 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 you heard me discussing um, I don't know, the, uh, the, the, where we source our handbag leather from, you know, so we've done that now. And you're interested in that. Clearly you're interested in the whole way we work here and what we, and the product we have. And, and then yep. here, here's, here's the, um, the, 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 uh, the product descriptions for the top three handbags that you were featured in that video. And so therefore that's another useful thing again, isn't it? It's another useful that's part right. of the journey or where you can buy them or whatever it might be. Yep. And it's, it's taking them down that path. And, and, and then at that point, when they show interest and say, yes, I am now you're going to build your list, your email list or whatever it might be. And they say, yeah, well, I'm follow follower. You know, I'm going to follow you now on LinkedIn because I'm really interested in what you do and how you yep. do it. And, and therefore the next stage is then is doing this. And therefore they're then signed up. So you say, well, yes, we have, we then have our annual, um, I don't know with these days like live, live uh, webcast with uh, with all of our producers yep. uh, and our top customers who, who who tell us about where they've been and the society things they've been doing with their with their handbags and uh, and we'd yeah. like to invite you along as a privileged member of our, our sort of followers. Absolutely. Um, and then you yeah that's that right. Back. I mean the other thing is that um, content is a really good way to beef up your SEO because it, it's the perfect thing to get backlinks from. People often will share your content. They just will, they'll post it elsewhere, they'll share it on Facebook, they'll, and it, all of backlinks are a really powerful way to boost up your SEO. So if you're writing really good content and people are intrigued by it and want to share it with their friends and colleagues and the wider audience, you are going, it's gonna improve your Google position. So content isn't just making your customers trust you and like you and filling your website up with something. It does some really powerful things to your your profile, your actual business profile. Mm, mm. Yeah, exa exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? And it's because it's, it's almost sort of, um, you know, seeing it as well as sort of you're, you're sort of squeezing out the uh, all, all the juice fr from it. In the, but in, in the right Absolutely. ways, aren't you? And and, and again, yeah. coming back to what we've said before, the plan of making that so important, because Again, I've got an example of working with a, a, um, a client of mine who they, they said they what they knew they wanted a content strategy uh, and they sort of said so they'd said it's gone as far as that and saying so. So they but they they sort of assumed with that there was like, OK, so let's just produce a lot of content then and then get it out there. And that's what we need to do. And I, I spent a huge amount of my time, probably like 80 percent of the 80 20 rule, 80 percent of my time working out what the sorts of content was that we needed for which elements of the audience, which segments of the audience. And at a whole long, I've, I write too much a lot of the time, but I read a whole load of slides and a plan saying, this is what it is. These are the six types of content we're producing. This is when we are producing it, why we're producing it and how we're going to, how we're going to use it because connecting it to producing the content, the formats, and then where we use it and who we use yeah. it with uh, was yeah. the real focus because then it allows you to, to plan in that sort of, you know, how you wring out the most value from it um, at the right, well, the hypothesis at least about where you're going to use this. And it's just interesting because I think 
I think quite often, as, we, as we've already referred to, people will just sort of say, well, great, let's, let's get as much as possible. Let's get it out there and let's yeah. just use it, use it, use it. And one of the hardest things is actually holding things back and saying, well, no, no, that's not for now. That's for later on. And it's not for everyone. It's only for these guys. <clears throat> that's exactly right. People are very tempted to think, oh, everyone's going to be fascinated in everything I say. And whilst I don't want to be rude to people, often some of what they're saying is quite boring to a lot of people. Um, and, it can, and to be honest, content can alienate. So what you don't want is to put something really dull, which isn't dull to everybody, but it's got a very specific niche audience. And you possibly don't want that to be the main video on the front of your homepage. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, you could have something on there that's very you mm. know, be beautifully done and, and you know, lovely five minutes um examination of, of everything you do and, and and then people just go oh okay no one ever watches it you know you i tell you what really what really happens and that's on car um websites that they'll they think most people like me really don't care how well the uh by the i don't know the brake pads work i really you know i want them to work but i really don't want to know the minutiae and very very often on car um videos um websites you get quite a lot of technical detail about the carburetor, and I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, there are people that care, but really know. Well, we really hope you enjoyed part one of our content podcast, and uh, we'll be back again with uh, part two very soon. So tune in for that. If you do have any comments, please contact us at MeandersPod on Twitter or email MeandersPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think and which types of content you use. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.